Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. This podcast is for information only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. If you have any questions, please contact your financial advisor. Welcome back to the Monday Investment Club. I'm Colin Gellatly from Omnis Investments. And this is what happened in markets last week. British sports fans were faced with something of a choice this week. On the one hand, there's plenty to celebrate with a medal haul from Tokyo that matches the records set at the London Olympics. On the other hand, those with an oval ball persuasion will lament the loss of the British and Irish Lions Test Series against South Africa. The story was very loosely similar in financial markets last week. There was a swathe of strong economic data and forecast-beating company earnings reports to cheer the optimists. Meanwhile, those of a less sunny disposition could choose to focus on the continued spread of the Delta variant of COVID-19 and ominous noises from the central banks about whether or not they should be ending their extraordinary support policies. The feel-good factor carried the day, though. Last week was a positive one for equity investors pretty much across the board. Investors have for some time been looking at the US job market for evidence of the strength of the post-pandemic economic recovery. Critically, the Federal Reserve the US central bank, is tasked with maintaining high levels of employment. The Fed has made it clear that the labour market has to be in good shape before it will consider ending the extraordinary policy measures it introduced at the height of the pandemic. So it was big news that the US economy added 943,000 jobs in July. Interestingly, bond and equity markets seem to deal with the news differently. Bond investors, perhaps encouraged by a press conference from Federal Reserve Vice Chair Richard Clarida, that outlined the path to so-called quantitative tightening, took the data as an indication extraordinary policy support would be removed sooner rather than later. Equity investors, however, decided that the good news outweighed the bad, linking a strong economic recovery to strong company earnings and sending the S&P 500 index up 0.9% to end the week near all-time highs. In Japan, the Nikkei 225 index climbed 2%. Perhaps the feel-good factor from Japan's third place in the Olympics medal table boosted sentiment. Perhaps. More likely, spirits were lifted by news that manufacturing output accelerated in July, beating forecasts and laying the foundations for the domestic economy to grow. But the week was also notable for a sharp increase in new COVID cases. This has threatened hospital capacity and prompted the expansion of social restrictions, albeit voluntary, that now cover 70% of the population seems reasonable to think these restrictions might impact economic momentum over the next few months. Politics remains in the fore in China, hot on the heels of efforts to rein in the financial technology sector and providers of for-profit tutoring services. The Chinese authorities this week labelled online video gaming spiritual opium. As a result, Tencent, the technology behemoth that accounts for more than 6% of Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index and more than 4% of the MSCI Emerging Markets benchmark, fell around 10% on Tuesday before an announcement that it will limit children's online gaming to an hour a day offered some relief. Despite this turmoil, the CSI 300 index of Chinese companies ended the week 2.3% higher, with optimism over the global economic recovery offsetting the impact of the domestic regulatory crackdown. With its strong manufacturing base and high levels of international trade, the outlook for Europe is typically seen as closely tied to the health of the global economy. It's perhaps no surprise, therefore, that strong economic data in the US, Japan, and in Europe itself saw the Eurostox 50 index gain 2.1% to close the week at an all-time high. There's also been positive news from European companies, though, 
with more than half of the firms to have reported earnings updates in the past few weeks having beaten expectations. This has been most notable in the banking sector. Damage from the pandemic has been limited, and there are now hopes that, after 15 years or so of misery, European banks may finally be back on an even keel. Finally, the UK. And the UK was almost the world in miniature this week. We had it all. Markets PMI survey of the manufacturing sector came in strong, and company earnings updates mostly beat expectations. Meanwhile, the Bank of England kept interest rates unchanged, but set out a roadmap for raising interest rates and winding down quantitative easing that struck some as a little more hawkish than might previously have been imagined. Nonetheless, FTSE 100 index of larger companies gained 1.2%, while the FTSE mid-250 index of medium-sized, typically more domestically focused companies climbed 2.2%. So there we have it. An interesting week for watchers of both sports and markets. With the Euros fading from memory, the Lions traipsing home, and the Olympic ceremony done and dusted, I guess sports fans get a short break before the ups and downs of a new season. No such respite for investors, though. My colleague Jonathan Gosling will be at the wheel next Monday to guide you through another week of Polimpush in the financial markets. In the meantime, have a great week, and thanks very much for tuning in. This podcast has been brought to you by Omnis Investments, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.